All right, it is the Buckeye Blitz. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Bet sports, casino, uh, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid at BetUS.com. All right, uh, some news from Ohio State here. First of all, I don't know if you caught this or not. Now, granted, we're inside like a, a little more than a week before Ohio State takes on Notre Dame. Uh, Saturday, this uh, is the 27th of August, is actually the first weekend of college football. A couple of games in the Big Ten uh, with Big Ten teams, including Nebraska, taking on Northwestern. And then also you're going to have um, Illinois hosting, uh, I think it's Wyoming in that one. But anyway, um, Julian Fleming, the wide receiver for Ohio State. This story is absolutely amazing that was told by Ryan Day. They were running some red zone drills recently, and Julian Fleming's uh, shoulder popped out. And he's had shoulder issues before in his career, but he had, his shoulder popped out during practice. And all he did was he popped it back in himself and just scored two more touchdowns uh, during practice. So incredible story. Uh, shows the toughness of Ohio State and some of these guys. And like just the thought of popping the shoulder out and then popping it back in yourself. Uh, I think I keep remembering like a, a Lethal Weapon movie where uh, Mel Gibson had to do that. It looked incredibly painful if that's at all. Okay, it's movies. I get it. But if that's at all what he had to go through, that's uh, pretty impressive. Nick Saban, uh, Alabama's head coach, um, took a uh, got a new contract extension. It's going to make uh, $10.695 million in the upcoming season salary. He's locked in until 2029 um, with Alabama now. Uh, the $10.695 million is base salary, talent fee, and uh, um, it does not include incentive bonuses. So there's more he'll get in that. <clears throat> um, it's going to increase. And by 2029, right now, he's set to make about $12.7 million, making him the highest-paid coach in college football. Um, interesting about this, Saban uh, also has a stipulation of the contract that every February he can meet with Alabama and look at marketplace trends. And if his total annual compensation is less than the average of the three highest-paid SEC football coaches or the five highest-paid coaches in NCAA, Alabama increases compensation to the higher the two averages. So he's basically going to get paid no matter what in the top five in the NCAA, which is, you know, I, I understand the reasoning behind it. I wonder where all this stops because now we had other guys sign deals this offseason. You know, Ryan Day uh, is uh, $9.5 million this year. Brian Kelly, $9.5 million. Mel Tucker, $9.5 million. And so other coaches too, although the private school contracts we, we're not aware of. So guys like uh, Mario Cristobal, Miami. And then um, also, you know, you got uh, uh, Lincoln Riley at USC. We don't know exactly what they're making, but it's an interesting deal, the fact that Alabama's agreed to make that level of coach a pay. And it, well deserved, no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, um, Ohio State's uh, had the, the Greater Columbus Basketball Legends Hall of Fame last weekend, and inducted into that were some former Buckeye basketball players, Clark Kellogg, um, Todd Penn, the late Granville Waiters, and also Katie Smith, the greatest women's basketball player in Ohio State history, and maybe the most important, I'm thinking, in the history of Ohio State basketball. They were all inducted into the, um, the Greater Columbus Basketball Legends Hall of Fame. Okay, uh, other news. Reports are that Bronny James, LeBron's son, might be visiting Ohio State this week, uh, the weekend of September 3rd, the Notre Dame game, and could be on the sidelines there for that. Um, that's <clears throat> significant from the standpoint of, you know, he's part of the class of 2023, and uh, I think that this is a 
I'm not sure if Ohio State needs the talent as much as they need the name. That's not a knock on Bronny's talent. I've said this before. He is number, uh, I believe he's 41st or 40, the 41st ranked prospect, I believe, um, among the class of 2023. Ohio State's already got this incredible class coming in that year. Uh, their top three class as it is, as it stands. So it's, it'd be a good signing from that. I don't know how much it increase the talent, but it certainly would increase the visibility of Ohio State if you've got Bronny James there and everything that comes with it um, in 2023. And he's considering also as USC and Oregon, allegedly, reportedly, that's what's out there. Uh, but Ohio State right now is one of the teams that, that has offered him and is uh, hosting him coming up, like I say, potentially on that day, uh, September 3rd, when Ohio State plays Notre Dame, you might see Bronny on the sidelines. Hell, you might see LeBron on the sidelines with him. Uh, and that would be, um, again, good for Ohio State from the standpoint of I'm not so much about the – not sure so much about how much it increases their class and their talent, but just it does increase their it, – it'd be a good move business-wise for Ohio State if they could get Bronny James. Holly Rofe, ESPN. Uh, she visited Ohio State's football practice and came away. She said it was, by the way, Holly Rose, fantastic reporter for ESPN. She came away. And if you go on Twitter and follow her, she's at Sport Siren. Um, and she uh, was uh, sweating profusely during this and admitted it since her hot, sweaty take on uh, Ohio State football. She said she is absolutely obsessed with their defensive line and thinks they're going to win it all. So uh, that's high praise com- coming from uh, Holly Rowe. And uh, so. Check out her tweet and follow her. I'm telling you, she really is one of the best in the business with ESPN. And it was interesting to me to hear talk about talk so highly about the uh, defensive line and what they can do. And that's an important part of this Ohio State team um, to be successful is the defense and specifically the defensive line. All right, we'll start with one, or kick off. Um, we'll end this with one more thing. And there's a kickoff event uh, on Friday night, August 26th. Uh, over the Jesse Owens to support the Ohio State women's soccer team and also the women's volleyball team. It's going on from 5 to 7.30 p.m. It's um, over there between the Jesse Owens and Cavelli Center. Uh, the, there's going to be inflatables, food trucks, uh, balloon twisters, um, face painters. There's music there also. The women's soccer team opens up against BYU at 6 o'clock, and the women's volleyball team plays at 8 o'clock against Texas. Texas is the number two ranked team in the country. Uh, Ohio State's ranked seventh. They have matches Friday and Saturday. Ohio State was 27-6 and last season, made it to the NCAA Regionals. That's the second straight year they did that. And the Big Ten, by the way, is loaded this year in women's volleyball. You've got the defending national champ in Wisconsin, the runner-up to the national championship in Nebraska. And you've also got Minnesota, who's also considered a title contender. So that's all going on. Um, Again, this weekend, women's volleyball, seventh-ranked Ohio State against second-ranked Texas uh, starts on Friday night. They also have matches on Saturday as well. That is it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Lots more news to get to with Ohio State and with uh, the football game right around the corner. Enjoy the college football on Saturday, and I will talk to you soon.